In today's show, we're looking at players who have been underperforming a little bit, so they might be buy low options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we're looking at buy low trade offers. Remember, not an exhaustive list. This is not everybody who's a buy low. There are other players who might be buy lows, yes. You can throw their names down in the comments below and myself or one of the other viewers or listeners will get back to you and, and let you know what they think about it. Buy lows does not mean get this player at their projected value later on in the season. It doesn't mean trade for them at all costs. It means if you can find someone who's panicking, who undervalues this guy, you go and get them. If you can't, oh well. Simple as that. That's how trades go. Do not be trigger happy. On trades, it is the undoing of many fantasy players going out there and just wanting to do trades because I love doing trades and I want to hit trade and I want to do a trade and then you will end up losing. That's just the way that it goes. So often the best trade you do is the trade you don't do. And I know that sounds stupid, but it is. So let's talk about buy low guys starting in category leagues. The first guy we look at, DeMontis Sabonis, who uh, over the last week, is um, not at the same level that he has been to begin this season. Sabonis has been absolutely crushing it this year. Like He has been fantastic. The minutes have been up. He's been you know, dominating with triple doubles. His assists are sky high. He's averaging 21 and 12. But over the last week, he's down to 19 points, only eight rebounds. And that's the big drop. That's almost four rebounds fewer per game. He hasn't blocked a single shot, and he's had one steal in four games. His percentages are all fine, but that big drop-off... Now, he's not a big steals guy normally, but going from 0.8 per game down to 0.3 is a huge, huge difference. Going from half a block, which is still really minuscule, to zero blocks is a big difference. Dropping four rebounds is a big difference. So over the last week, he's the 91st ranked player. 36th over the course of the season. I do not think there is any reason why he shouldn't be a top 40 player the rest of this year. So any sort of option that you can give to someone who might be panicking a little bit, who might even look at his last his last month, he's averaging under 20 points per game. His last two weeks, he's averaging under 19 points per game. There is There has been a bit of a dip. But the major reason is that big drop in rebounds, which won't, which won't stick, I don't believe, you won't see him at that level. And remember that people will forget that in that in that last week, he had a game where he played 11 minutes because he had to leave early against the Raptors. But not everyone will realize that. And that is something that you can use to your advantage because you can look at what he's done there and they still look like great numbers without realizing that he only played like a quarter of one of those games. So when you're looking to get Sabonis, you want to be looking to get you know, to trade off a player who's maybe a top 60 player to get him back. Now, it's, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to do at all. And people always say, give me examples of players. And I, I am always loathe to do that because I am not here to hold your hand through a trade. I'm here to give you examples of players who I believe can be interesting options 
um, to uh, to acquire. You have to do some of the legwork yourself. But if I yeah, let you know, if we're looking at a, a top 50, top 60 player, hey, the hot streak of Russell Westbrook. Big game yesterday, Russ is back. I'd trade him for Sabonis. No problem. Lowry Markkinen, he looks like he can be a shooter. Do that deal. John Collins, yeah, it's only a matter of time before Collins comes back. DeAndre Ayton, like there are plenty of guys around that area who you can experiment with to try and get back a guy like Sabonis, whose numbers are a little bit down at the moment. Anthony Davis, really weird stuff from him. 99th player over the last week. Why? Well, he just can't shoot. 42% from the field, 12% from three, 62% from the line, and that is inexplicable from Davis. His free throws have been shit house all year. 70% from the line for the season. Last year, 85, 79, 83, 80, 76, 81, 79, 75. You get the picture? This is his worst free throw shooting season of his entire career, and not just by a small amount. Five percentage points worse than his rookie year, and it's getting worse somehow. His block numbers are down under two per game, which he has never done since his rookie season. Averaging uh, under double-digit rebound numbers, which was similar to last year. Hitting under a three per game. Usage down to 27. Now, the usage is up uh, over the last couple of weeks, but that, that real big dip in free throw percentage is what's killing him. I don't think he's going to get back to being a top two fantasy player, but he's going to be better than this. So throw a top 10. You know, you're not going to get him for the 99th ranked player. You're not going to get him for the 39th ranked player where he's ranked the last two weeks. And in fact, he's the 21st ranked player over the course of the season. You probably won't get Davis for that. Would I accept uh, trading away Bradley Beal to get Anthony Davis? I think I would. Miles Turner? Yeah, absolutely. Jason Tatum? No worries. Easy. Luka Doncic? Yeah, probably. Zach Levine? Yep. I think I'd do that. He's just... I don't know. He's just... Maybe I'm wrong with this. Look, I wouldn't trade away Towns, Durant, Embiid, Harden, Kawhi, Jokic. I wouldn't trade those guys away for Davis. But that next group down, Steph, Bam... Yeah, they're guys that I would consider, for sure, trading away. Rashawn Holmes. This is for the Hassan Whiteside lovers in your league. Whiteside's coming, guys. He's going to take Holmes' minutes. It's just a matter of time before Luke Walton wakes up and unleashes the beast that is Hassan Whiteside. Holmes, can't, he's not even big. He can't protect the rim. Doesn't get rebounds. They need a big paint presence. They need an all-defensive level player. I'm not sure where they're finding that because it's not Hassan Whiteside. But people actually buy this bullshit. So find that person. Holmes is the 132nd ranked player over the last week. 29 minutes a game and under 10 points. Only one block per game. His legendary efficiency is down to 62% true shooting, which is great. But for Holmes, it's not. He's at 70% for the season. Only 70% from the line over the last three games. 58 from the field over the last three games. And this extends over the last two weeks as well, where his numbers are coming down. His usage is only 14%, but he's never a big usage player. It's a lack of st- lack of blocks, the, the you know, 7, 8 percentage point drop in field goals, the 10 percentage point drop in free throws, and then losing some minutes. I think that we look at Holmes as being a guy who maybe can be or maybe finishes as a top 50 player. I think that's realistic, 
but he's 132nd over the last week. So throw a top 80 player out there. Who do I project to be a top 80 player? Malik Beasley, Mitch Robinson, PJ Washington, um, uh, Nicole Bridges, who we'll talk about a bit later, I think. Jonas Valanciunas. I'd throw all those guys out there for Rashawn Holmes. Andy Wiggins, Evan Fournier. All of those guys would be options for me. The Padawan, Colin Sexton, nickname explainer. I'm going to throw these in occasionally. Josh, why do you call Colin Sexton the Padawan? Because if any of you have watched Star Wars, and I know there are plenty of nerds that watch this, like me, big nerd. We're doing fantasy basketball here. We're nerds. It's fine. Um, in Star Wars, Padawans, learning Jedi. To signify they're a learner Jedi, a Padawan, they have this single braid that runs down behind their ear. Padawan braid. Colin Sexton has a Padawan braid. I don't know if it's because he's a big Anakin Skywalker fan. I don't know why he has it, but he has it. Therefore, he's the Padawan. There you go. Um, Sexton, over the last week, the 138th ranked player. Now, I am a little bit worried about Sexton and because he just keeps hurting that ankle. And that's you know, that's, a, that's a worry. And he's been awesome this year, the 52nd ranked player. I think he probably is a 50 to 70 ranked player at the end of season. But you know what my criticisms of, of, uh, of short Kevin Knox have been all throughout his career. Someone brought that nickname up to me the other day and I forgot all about it. And they were so angry that I used to use it. So I'm using it again. Short Kevin Knox. Um, he's been awesome this year, but the problem I always had with him is he was, a, he was a volume scorer who didn't do anything else. And to an extent, that's stayed the way that it has this year. He's still only getting two and a half boards. The four assists are a big improvement. He's at 1.1 steal, but he's hitting more threes. The volume of threes has gone up, and his efficiency has spiked yet again with a true shooting of 59%. And he was always at below league average while doing little else. But over the last little bit of time, even the last two weeks where he's played seven games, he's the 105th ranked player because the true shooting's back to 56%. He's still getting you only three rebounds, 0.7 steals, 47 and 80 from the field and from the line, 33% from three. And that 43% he was shooting to begin the year always had an element of drop-off coming. But I think he can improve from where he's been. But I worry that it is the ankle a little bit. Only 0.83s over the last four games, 30% shooting, so there is room for improvement there. But it's mainly just this volume of scoring which has dipped for him, and the, the efficiency dip is a problem. So I'd look at him as a 50 to 70 ranked player, but I also wouldn't be complete. Like, I am flawed, I am flummoxed by Anthony Davis shooting 65% from the line. Like, that it makes no sense to me. But if we got down to it, and from here on out, Colin Sexton was the 100th ranked player because he only averaged 19 points and his true shooting went back to 56 and he still was lackluster in his other categories, I'd go, oh, I thought he'd, I thought he'd gotten better, but I'm not completely surprised. So it's about not giving up huge amounts for Sexton, but I still do think that he's going to get some of this efficiency back once that ankle gets healed. But there might be a little bit of pain coming up moving forward. McCall Bridges, the next guy we want to talk about for the Phoenix Suns. Love what I've seen from him. He's elevated his offensive game a bit this year. Interestingly, the defensive numbers, the steals more importantly, have just vanished. I don't know why. 0.6 steals per game. But over the last week, he's the 180th ranked player. He's shooting just 25% from three, 43% overall. He's not blocking shots. He's still not getting steals. His rebounds are down per three per game. His minutes are fine. It's just a big, big drop in overall production. 52 true shooting is not going to cut it for a bloke who's at 64 this season. 
It's not about role changing. It's just about a dip in form. But even we look over the last month, he's the 99th ranked player because the steals are just not there. Now, I do believe that he is one of the best defensive players in the NBA. And at some point, he's going to get back to getting one, 1.2, shit, maybe even two steals per game, along with a block, along with two and a half threes, along with 15 points. And that pushes him back to a top 50-ish type player. But now, you don't have to give that up. You give up a 90th ranked player. You give up Ivan Fournier plus something, plus Joe Harris. Give up maybe a Keldon Johnson, although people are souring, uh, souring on him. Give up everyone's favorite hero. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Derek White? Would you give up him? I don't know. I'm pretty high on Derek White. But that's the sort of thing that you want to look at. Um, Darius Garland. Would I give him up for Bridges? Probably. Probably. Let's look at points leagues now. Uh, one of the same names begins this list, and that's DeMontis Sabonis. For the reasons that I mentioned before, he is averaging just 33 fantasy points over the last week, which is down from 43. Rebounding down, defensive numbers disappeared, um, the, the lower minutes because of the injury in one of those games. Yeah, he's a buy-low guy, and we've talked about him. Jeremy Grant, the favorite for most improved player this year. 35th ranked player in the year, averaging 39 fantasy points. He's giving us 23 points per game. Why are his numbers down over the last week where he's just at 32? So that's six and a half fewer fantasy points per game that he's giving us. Well, he's, score, he's playing three fewer minutes, which is important. Remember, he was like banging out 36, 37 minutes a night. He's at 32 over the last four games. Therefore, his points are down from 23 to 20. His rebounds, he is not a good rebounder, but he's averaging under four rebounds per game. He has blocked one shot in his last four games, and he's had only three steals in his last four games. He was making money by blocking a shot per game and getting almost a steal per game. Now, his steals are about the same, but having a, a drop in rebounds by two, three points per game, and you know, he's dropping almost a block per game, is going to cause that six to seven point fantasy difference. Nothing you know, materialistically has changed in Grant's game, but is Dwayne Casey monitoring those minutes a little bit? I'm still looking at him as a guy who's a comfortable top 50 player, who if you give up anyone outside the top 50, I think you're going to be pretty happy with it. But this guy doesn't have a track record of performing at this level. We do have to remember that. It's been, what, 16, 17 games for Grant so far this season, performing at this level, 20 games he's played, excluding the last four. So 16 games he's been playing at a high level. But that's it. He's never done that before. So there is, or there can be some skepticism around that. So throw a, um, a Lamello ball, who's, you know, firing back up at the moment. Throw a headmaster, Jamal Murray. Throw a Mike Conley. And, and just see what happens with Jeremy Grant, because he, he's dropping off. DeMar Rosen is the 89th ranked player over the last week. Just 29 fantasy points per game. He's 38 over the course of this season. Why is he down? Well, he has not had in the last week a single steal or a single block. And for a bloke who's playing a lot of power forward, he is averaging two rebounds per game. He's had seven rebounds in his last three games. Six assists is still great. 19 uh, points per game, really, really good. His last two games, he's had one rebound and one rebound along with no defensive stats. Now, he is not a bastion of defensive prowess. He's never going to be that. But give me a steal. One steal. Give me a block. Give me five boards instead of one. He can do all of that. 
He's also had two single-digit scoring games in his last four, a five-point beauty against the Grizzlies and a nine-point turd burger against the Wizards. He's not young. Is he drop? He's 31. Like he's not, he's not young. Is he dropping off? I, I don't think so. But we can't completely rule that out. I still think he's a top 40, top 50 player the rest of the year. So give up a top 70 player to get him at this level. Marcus Smart, Malik Beasley, Harrison the Pencil Barnsley. And I'm embarrassed for myself there. I said it all wrong. The Pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnsley. Consider those guys. Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. 100th ranked player over the last week. Under 30 minutes, 15 points, 26 fantasy points, one block. Very easy to see where this improves. This bloke should average two blocks per game. So there's an extra three fantasy points per game he can get. 15 points, he should average 20, 21 points per game. There's an extra six fantasy points. So already we've got nine extra fantasy points onto his game if he just gets back to normal. 6.7 rebounds, he could be eight, nine rebounds. There's an extra two fantasy points. 0.3 assists, well, he's not a great assist player, but surely he gives you one and a half. 0.3 steals, surely he gets you 0.8, 0.9. There are just so many obvious ways for him to get better from here that any sort of player that you give up for him that's outside the top 50, and he's 55th this season, 100th over the last week, I would give any player who is projected to be 50th or lower for the rest of the season for Porzingis. I am not worried about him. The wiki, Chris Boucher, you've got to throw him in there. You have to be shit scared. Because over the last two weeks, he's playing 21 minutes a night. I have given my thoughts on Boucher so many times about how I was so worried about Nurse's trust in him and how I look stupid, and now I look prescient. But in the interim there, I said, well, maybe he is trusting him, and I went all in on, on Boucher, and yeah, again, I look stupid doubly. There we go. That's just what happens sometimes. Um, he will be better than 21 minutes a night. But remember, to begin this year, he was shooting like 50% from three. And we did caution, well, I did caution, and hopefully you did listen to the caution, that that was never going to be able to remain. He was never going to continue shooting at 55, 60% from three. It was going to come down. The block rate, sure. The rebounds, no worries. The usage, it was never sky high. The minutes, you know, there was always a question there, but the shooting was never going to be real. We just need him to push back to 25 minutes a night. Do we expect him to be a top 30 player? And no, we don't. And in points leagues, he's worse than category leagues. But if he's outside the top 150 over the last two weeks, you can give up nothing. You can give up a frame picture of my scrotum and you'll probably be able to get him at this point. Boucher's value is in the toilet. People are dropping him. Do not drop him. But he's, his value will improve to be maybe like a, a top 60 five to top 80 sort of player. That sort of range, I think, is the right area for the wiki. So giving up a player outside that area, Garland, Dylan Brooks, eh? um, Tyrese Halliburton, any of those sort of guys, I think are worth doing. Now, this was a real long podcast. I apologize. But if you accept my apology, hit subscribe. Do it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Thumbs up, comments below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.